Hello, divine, beautiful souls. This is Energy Speaks Podcast with your host, Katria. So today I wanted to um, have a little energy update and um, essentially look at the dynamics from going from Pisces season, otherwise known as Adar, from the Jewish perspective, and Aries season, um, which is uh, Nisan in the Jewish calendar. And so, um, and then going a little bit further into um, uh, pieces of of uh, Taurus um, IR. So, first of all, let's kind of do a little bit of a reflection. Um, we just we just were in the beautiful seasons season of Pisces, which is an energy that is very fluid more so if we had the elements the water element to be specific and we had the different states of water it would be connected with vapor or ether um i'm using vapor and ether as similar like same states which of course there can be four but we're gonna leave it at that <laughs> okay um so we have this like more etherical um type of energy and in the midst it's 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 planet that rules uh pisces is connected with neptune which is king of of the ocean and so we're we're going deep in the realms of of the unconscious um essentially maybe things that were buried in our subconscious that have not fully come into awareness dream world um or just like what we experience during meditations this is the type of energy that we just walk through. And from the Jewish perspective, um, which is not so different from the worldly perspective, um, but I'm going to put it into these terms. It's a, it's connected with the month of Adar. And Adar is about illuminating things within the darkness, within the hidden and because of the story of Purim, which is all about Queen Esther and how she was in the perfect placement to be able to help save the Jewish people from annihilation. And so we see this divine feminine um, leader um, marrying the king of, of, um, of you know, Persia. And because of this, um, you know, the, the bad guy, Haman, Haman, um, is talking in the ear of the king, King Ahasuerus. And it's, it's interesting because, you know, the king doesn't see what's really going on. That's the hidden qualities there, right? And in our life, we have we may have walked through a lot of hidden 
um, in the last month or so. And the key was to set the intention to bring those awareness to light. What happens in the story is Queen Esther, she becomes queen, okay? And she's able to essentially speak to the king in the way of, um, you know, her, her identity as a Jew was concealed, okay? That's an important piece here. Uh, he marries a Jewish woman and does not know she's Jewish. And the guy, you know, her, his, his best, um, kind of like, if you think about Aladdin, it's very similar. It's like the Jafar speaking in his ear of his, what he wants done and how he wants to operate things. So that's what Haman's doing. And so then, um, you know, um, Esther is able to, um, to illuminate for the king what's really going on and how, um, how it's not the best thing to allow for all the Jews to die because essentially he would be killing his wife. And um, I'm paraphrasing a lot here. <laughs> 10 chapters of Esther. Please read. It's great. It's a great read. <laughs> no matter what religion. <laughs> and so what happens is this idea you know, of what was, was flipped upside down from many perspectives. One from Haman's perspective, one from King Ahasuerus's perspectives, and also for Queen Esther and Mordecai. But specifically, let's talk about Queen Esther for a moment here. As um, she was given a role, a role of leadership to step up Many times we associate the divine feminine with the concealed, with, um, you know, more so this flowy type of energy. Well, she has to step in to this, this energy of stepping up and, and doing what's best for her people and being a leader. And, and so it's interesting because um, the Purim story really happens during the 15th or sorry like the 14th slash 15th of adar which is halfway through the the month in regards to pisces season at least from the jewish perspective um because a month starts on the new moon in our calendar but what's unique is right now we're on the same cycle because it changes sometimes, you know, um, as the, the Zodiac calendar month. So the new moon is happening when the first, when the first days of, of Pisces occur. And also as we're walking into um, Aries season, we'll get there. So that being said, um, she is able, uh, to embody kind of two different energies 
going on here. And I'm going to explain a little bit why, right? So she illuminates what's going on with this entire scheme and is able to take inspired action to shift the the fate of the Jewish people. I use the word fate, but the story of the Jewish people. You get what I'm saying. And so that's kind of what I want to show you here is energy. We talk about energy a lot on Energy Speaks. Energy is fluid. It's not a box. Just because we have a day that starts Pisces season or Aries season doesn't mean that that energy stops. And so we have kind of like the best way to explain this for the here and now is because the moon is in alignment with the sun calendar right now, the way it is, it's the best way I can kind of explain it, is the moon happens, like the new moon from the full moon are 15 days. So imagine, you know, um, you have like 30 days in, uh, in a month, in a zodiac month, okay? And so the half point of that um, is what's going to start the, the activation of walking towards a different energy. Okay, so we we would have started in Pisces that like I'm going to start that right there. Like we're going to have elements of Aquarius in there. Right. But I want to start it from Pisces and show from that point, because we have to have some type of continuum to start and finish with. So when we started the first day with Pisces we're naturally walking out of energies of Aquarius and into the energies of Pisces more and more and more, okay? When we get to 15 days in that cycle, we are now at its fullest potential, you know, of, of the Pisces energy. And so... Then do we start walking little by little. It's less and less Pisces and more and more Aries coming into um, into the picture. Okay? So it's kind of like 100% at the two-week mark. And then little by little does it go down 90%. Pisces, 10% Aries, 80% Pisces, 20% Aries. It kind of goes in that type of rhythm. So now let's take a look at this Aries energy. Aries energy is about taking inspired action. It's about activations. Um, it can have moments of... Um, uh, passion, leadership, anger, the inner child, 
all of these different things um, are a part of this this energy. And so um, we are now walking more and more towards this energy. We have now turned into the Aries energy at the zero degree mark today. Actually, technically started yesterday, but we're still in that zero. And that's all about setting the sacred space for this activation we're about to receive. Though we're still, um, you know, having last remnants of, of Pisces in, you know, like it's still there but very, very, very small amounts as we keep walking towards the Aries energy. And so that being said, I also want to pay attention to um, the dynamic from the Earth perspective. So just like we have the dynamic of the moon, the new moon, the new moon and the full moon, they're 180 degrees away, like they're, exact opposites and we also have that same dynamic between the sun and the earth the sun and the earth are 180 degrees away from the perspective of how we perceive it okay and so pisces season and the sun when we say pisces season we're always talking about the sun okay the season for the zodiac energy what's happening here from the earth perspective what energies are it experiencing so during pisces it's virgo and so we also while we were head in the clouds getting connected with our spiritual selves um you know maybe uncovering uh like what is actually going on in the ethers and how is that being illuminated we were also called to to connect with the earth's energies from the virgo perspective and virgo is all about um the details the embodiment the health and routine in our lives so when this was present six months ago in virgo season pisces was the earth and so it activates things that we were calling in during that time you know um and bringing it to light as well as like last year it's always a good idea as we're in each season to, to pay attention to maybe um, the holidays in that in that section in that season like for instance in Pisces season ver, uh, sorry in Pisces season we have st. Patrick's Day so what were you doing last year for st. Patrick's Day or Purim what were you doing during Purim? What were the thoughts you were thinking during these times? And that gives you a little bit of insight of maybe 
things you may have brought to light this year and and how much maybe you've changed in a year's time how much you've grown how much you want to step up more you know uh maybe you didn't see something manifested and um maybe it's it's still in your awareness and um it's it's asking those questions of like, is it still in alignment? Um, how, how am I still connecting with this, this particular thing that I want to do? And, um, and so it's like asking different questions like this. So then we, we also can look again, six months ago, which would have been a little, um, I don't think there's that many holidays during Virgo season. Um, one thing I can more so say, it, there's an observance. Um, everyone in America, um, you know, has some type of connection with September 11th. So it's a heavier time of year. Um, a lot of transitions happen during that time of year as well as during, you know, Pisces season. And so we get to have this unique connection with, with this type of energy during this time of year. And with these times of years, I, I should say, Virgo season, you know, the end, tail end of August through the, you know, tail end of September, or like, you know, um, and then with Pisces, of course, um, you know, it's, it's, it's tail end of February through March, you know, until like the 21st, as we see 20th, 21st, then, you know, now we're, we're shifting our focus to what's coming up ahead of us. How does this affect us? So we have spring. Spring is in the air. The birds are starting to chirp. The ice is starting to melt, hopefully, in where you're living. <laughs> if not, it will eventually. But it's the first, the first, um, the first awareness of spring and springing into action. We have many holidays during this um, this time. Equinox energy, of course, spring equinox. From the pagan roots, we have Pesach from the Jewish perspective. Um, right now, we have Ramadan from the Islam perspective. Though they work with a moon calendar, so it can shift and change. So it also allows you to see you know, for those who uh, celebrate um, uh, the, the Islam traditions, um, you know, um, Ramadan, how does each Ramadan, Ramadan, sorry, change from, from how you have it in your calendar from moon to moon? Because it can shift all throughout the year, unlike the Jewish calendar where there's some type of reset because we have two Adars, 
you know, two months to be able to reset that energy so that it will naturally fall in the same type of time of the year. Ramadan does not have that, nor does the um, the Indian calendar, like the uh, the Hindu calendar. And so um, that's differences in regards to these two uh, cultures. Um, and, and how does that shift and change for you? Because that's a really unique um, awareness to have is, and, and I don't know much about Ramadan, um, what its principles are, and I'm about to. We're um, doing a, a thing called Praying Together in Jerusalem um, that we have almost every single month, depending on what's going on with the holidays and things like that. And we're having an event that's going to going to connect with all religions, but really um, the highlight here is the Abrahamic religions. And so we'll have something with Pesach, Passover, Ramadan, and Easter. And that is the next... Um, uh, essentially the next holiday that I wanted to speak about as well is at least we see with Passover, Pesach, or Easter, this idea of rebirth. You have it in the egg. Um, you have it with the story of Jesus. You have it in a new um, connection with, um, you know, like a, a new beginning uh, with the pass the Passover story with saying to Pharaoh, we're not staying here. We're having a new beginning. We're heading towards the land of Israel, you know, and, and, and listening to, um, Moses's commands, Moshe's commands of how we move forward. And, and so like, there's a lot of, of energy of inspired action and tuning in to the heart of the child um, during this particular month. So that leads me to, to this. What do you want to activate during this month? What were you trying to activate six months from now? six months beforehand during Libra season because the earth is now in Libra which is about balance and justice and and harmony and receiving big one there can you allow yourself to receive during this month in Aries the sun shining right now in Aries but the earth is finding its heartbeat it's finding its heartbeat and it's saying what lights up my heart what lights it up and those are the things to invest your energy in I don't care if it makes practical sense or not. If it lights up your heart, you should pay attention to it and 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 walk towards that energy. Because as we start moving forward 
okay? The fire is generating. We have this Aries energy, you know? And so it's saying to us, let's tune in. I can't talk about this enough, about how as we're elevating as a society, we need to be tuning in more and more to the hard space and less and less on what makes sense. Because what really makes sense is you having joy and you being able to live your life the way you want to live it. And it is a belief system that allows you to hold yourself back sometimes. And so we did that work with the belief system during Sagittarius season. And in, in your thought process, and we'll come up to Gemini and we'll have that same dynamic between Gemini and Sagittarius again, okay? But hopefully you did that work. And then we also walked through Capricorn cancer season. Your emotions with things, your vibrations, right? That cancer energy, you know? And then of what you want to build or what you want to deconstruct. Because sometimes we have to deconstruct our belief systems to say, wait a minute, hold up. That's not right for me. I want to build something new. I want to build a new foundation that allows me to be exactly who I am. And that reaches us to Aquarius season where that, that shakeup within us is saying, wait a minute, hold up. I am tuning in my heart space at Leo. This is what I love. Okay. I'm stepping up to be my own leader to make a shift and a change in my life. That led us to Pisces, to where we could dream big. We could access things that maybe spirit, Shem, whatever the word is for you, source, is sharing with us in our spiritual life and those downloads. The, what's best for us, those illuminations coming out and leads us to taking inspired action, okay? That's just this cycle with the natural flow of the zodiacs, right? From season to season. And of course, we have different models within that to allow us to get down to the nitty gritty, the details on how everything works in a particular flow. But these are the larger energies happening. And part of that, like we just said, is tuning into those spiritual things. And from the earth perspective, we were tuning into our health and routine and what keeps us sustainable to be able to embody the energy that we want to embody. And I pray that you're tuning in to all of these different things to be able to gain some insight and awareness on how it can be productive for you.
please, please, I ask you, take out a note card or a post-it note or a journal and write down at least one thing, at least one thing. You can write down as many as you want. Let's la let's let's access our fullest potential here, right? What do you want to manifest in your life? What do you want a part of your life every single day? What do you want to bring in? It's the time to activate it. Okay? Take it out and write it down on one side of the card. And then, on the other side of the card, what the action steps are for you to to have this information to like to, to or to have this 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 part of part of your life this this groundedness to it how is it coming into fruition you have to take some type of uh action step and it's funny because an email just came in saying zero zero degrees aries new moon abundance that's what we're walking into that is exactly what we're walking into so give me one moment. I am going to grab my my note card of goals that I want to manifest. And so I I encourage you as you write your note card um in the top corner if you feel guided, I wrote um, the little initials having to do with, with the help of Hashem, essentially. To putting in there, like, what your strength is, like, your higher power, whatever that, that help is for you. Just put a little initial of what that stands for. It could be a little picture. It could be, like, letters, whatever that is. Okay, you're, you're acknowledging the higher power here. And then on the goals, for what I put, I wrote down May or before. And then in parentheses, also, um, the Jewish calendar month for me is important, is Ayar. Okay, and one of the goals that I want to manifest during this time is financial independence. Okay, I want to be financially independent by May this year, IR, or before. Second, June or before, which is Sivan, a new apartment or house to live in. And April or before which is Nissan, a gallery or work studio to work in. August or before, which is Av. Finishing my Energy Speaks self-exploration deck slash book. I'm working on a book. 
and it's really important to me to get it out there. I'm about 60 percent complete, but I have to be able to make space and time for it, for it to be able to develop. So December or before, my energy speaks astrology book. Kislev. Now on the back side, I also put my little higher power thing there, the help of God, the help of Hashem, and I put action steps, how to get there, as detailed as you can be, you know, it, it helps, and to be able to review it every single day, and even multiple times a day, um, my, one of my mentors encouraged me to, to view it three times a day. So I put down, attend family meetings for the New Earth Economy. Anybody who does not know what that is and would like to know more, um, please contact me. Um, it's a new private exchange group, and we meet Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesdays. And that's going to help, you know, help me become financially sustainable and financially independent, and to fuel my bigger bigger dreams into realities. Create material for the social media for the New Earth economy. That's something that's really important for me, to be able to be active in the group and to put my little magic in. Number three, share my heart and experience with the New Earth economy. What can I bring to the table for the family? And how can I um, share my experience with those who are not part of the family? Like, so that if they want to be a part of the family, they can be a part of the family as well. Number four, look for ideas of what I want my place to look like. For that, the manifestation of having a new place, a new apartment, or a new home. I need to be able to know what I want, right? Like some idea. And that could be me drawing a picture of it. That could mean um, different elements that I want a part of it. I know I want stone in my place. I know I definitely want a washer and dryer. <laughs> you know, like these different elements in the home. Four rooms would be great. The other thing is visit areas that I want to live in. You know, it's easier to manifest something if you know it's energy. And when you can essentially grid it, you know, you're bringing your magical fairy dust to the area and allowing for, you know, planting of seeds. Then do some or do research and book an appointment with a realtor for a place I'm interested in. Guys, you do not have to have all the money in the world to be able to do this. Because sometimes it's essentially as easy as creating the space for you to be able to walk through those energies and embody it. Because that's literally what we're doing here. We're working on embodying what we want to dream. And that dream becomes the reality.
And so, you know, there's no harm in calling up a realtor and saying, Hey, this is this, this house really resonates. I really want to take a look at it and see if it's right for me. It gets us in that energy and we never know how things will turn out. Talk to other artists in regards to the studio gallery. Talking to other other people, being in communication with people who are also doing what I'm doing <clears throat> may create an opportunity for me to be able to have a gallery with other people or maybe they know of a place that maybe I can be a part of. Uh, maybe it's already established. Maybe I'm creating it. Who knows? Keep creating art. When I keep creating art, it gives me more inspiration to be able to keep going forward. It starts to generate my creativity within me to inspire other ideas. Because sometimes we want things just because we want it. But when we can say, wow, okay, I have so much art here. It needs to go out to the world. I want the world to see it because I'm doing the work. That's when the universe is like, wow, well, you've, you've created the clea, you've created the vessel. Now let me give you the space for it. And then crea creating art events. This past week, I had a very beautiful art event, um, a little gallery night, and it was absolutely incredible. And it allowed for many people to meet, and they were inspired to want to do this over and over again at other people's homes and, and get connected no matter what their circle was. We're expanding the circle. And it led to a very spiritual event of going from talking about art to moving into poetry and a rap. And then into a three-hour singing circle, which was absolutely incredible. And the energy from that would create. Who knows what we created in the ethers that night that will ground? Who knows? Because energy speaks. <laughs> and then go to spot to go right or Tiberius. <laughs> I noticed that I need to be outside of my normal place, at least my awareness right now, you know, to be able to go and, and get into a different energy field to be able to access certain information. And when we have those awarenesses, we pay attention. We let it go. And we ask Hashem to bring it closer to us or whatever you name your higher power to be. And so I encourage you to, to write out a card. It's as simple as that. Put it on your nightstand. Put it somewhere where you can access it easily and review it and reactivate that every single time you see it. Read it out loud. Draw a picture about it. Journal about it. 
And then it starts to become more real and tangible. And so, but be ready for the energy to be able to receive it. That's what this time is about. We activate things, but we have to be able to be able to receive it. If not, things become imbalanced. We have this concept of chesed and gevora in the uh, sephirot in the Jewish tradition. It's Kabbalistic, right? You have chesed, which is on the right side. It's the do. And we have gevora, which is the restraint, the strength, the um, boundaries. And it's, if we don't have, if we keep giving and giving and giving and giving, and we have no restraint at all for us to be able to receive, then that's not healthy. We're about to come up during this month to the counting of the Omer. On the 15th of Nisan, um, which probably will fall pretty close to, um, I don't know the official date, but that's okay. Um, about 15 days from now, I believe. Uh, maybe Thursday. 15 days from Thursday. <laughs> when you probably will listen to this, potentially. <laughs> we will be doing what is counting of the omen. And that is working with the Sephirot. In the Sephirot, we have we have these 10 different attributes. We have Keter, which is the crown. It's our access to the highest um, level of, of connection with Hashem. We have Chokmah, which is kind of like that epiphany. Like, before we even know what it is, it's like this flash of lightning. It's like the Aquarian energy of, like, everything comes in. You ever have a dream you know what all the answers are. You, the most complex things in the universe have come and revealed yourself, revealed them. It's revealed to you, right? And then, bam, you wake up. And it's like, oh, whoa, what was that? And so it takes a moment to start to actually break things down. And what were the step-by-steps? And what was the, the differences? Like, what? what was the distinction points? Because this was like a big ball of energy. Bina is that, is that um, differentiation of like light, dark, you know, black, white, blue, yellow, you know, like these different things. It, it's, it's allowing us to be able to understand what's going on. Then we have the combination, which is not necessarily um, its own attribute, but it's the it's chokmah and bina together, which is knowledge, which is da'at, knowledge, right? And then we flow down to where we actually start to work with the counting of the Omer, is in chesed, which is loving kindness and benevolence. Gevora on the other side, 
justice, discipline, restraint. And so we kind of see like these two going like this, right? And we work through those sections and we go move down into the heart, Tiferet, which is beauty and harmony and compassion. Then we move a bit down and diagonal to the right, which is Netzach, endurance, fortitude, ambition, which is really moving into soul aspects. And then we have Hod. Hod is the other side of Netzach. It's its friend, right? And that is humility and splendor and awe. Okay? And then we move down into more like what the sacral energies are more so connected with, which is like foundation. Okay? It's called Yesod. So we have bonding and foundation and creation, really. And then we move one down. It's like in the center as well, which is Malchut, which is nobility and sovereignty and leadership. That's when we ground the energies. I don't know if you felt that, but this grounding of energies, and that's what we're here to do, okay? And so we're about to work through these energies during the 49 days of the counting of the Omer. And on that 50th day is when, as Jews, we call Shavuot. We, we, we were revealed the Torah, all the information. And it's, it's this paradoxical, you know, type of energy of like the one, like, sorry, one and the one, like in the Shema. And so we have a lot ahead of us. And before we get to that point, we need to start recognizing what our heart lights up to. We need to start allowing ourselves to, to one, take the inspired action to have that, and two, to be able to receive it. And then we start integrating that in us. We start to plant the seeds for the road ahead as we go more and more towards Taurus and less and less away from the fire of Aries. That's what we're heading towards. Okay? Part of that is getting clear on what we want and what we need in our lives and what's healthy for us and what's balanced. So I ask you to take this opportunity for yourself to be able to get clear on that and then start moving forward. And I am being guided to um, read, get, take a card and, and read it for a moment. I am going to use the Arasoma deck and I'm going to pick a card on behalf of all of us here and the collective. And that is bottle 59, Lady Portia, which is connected with the Six of Swords. This is what it looks like. Very beautiful card. Um, the attributes of this is um, yellow, pale yellow over pale pink. 
which is illuminating the soul. And at the foundations is this love, this, this unconditional love, one for ourselves and being able to activate this soul level, um, you know, um, and, and so I'm going to read from the Orosoma deck a little bit more about this. I love the way they, they put things together and I would, uh, love to share this with you. Letting go of judgments brings a change in the way we think about things, a new sense of balance, a clarity of thought as we accept ourselves from the heart, the lightness of being a true perspective. Letting go of the judgments of self helps with discrimination and balance. It's literally exactly what we spoke about. These cards, it's just a reflection of what we're already embodying and what is in our awareness. So I leave you with that. I leave, we, I leave you with that. And I also bless you on your journey of, of getting clear on what is in your heart and what you want to illuminate and what's in your soul and what you want to illuminate. Thank you, divine, beautiful souls, for listening. Shalom.